Hello, you are about to listen to another episode of Beyond Clean, a podcast where we talk about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. I am your host, Dave Thompson. Yes, we are in Season 4. We broadcast out of Orlando, Florida. This is where the cleaning industry talks about everything that is healthy, positive, and proactive. We would love to have you on the show, so reach out to me, D. Thompson at academyofcleaning.com or at 888-999-6059. Be sure to listen to our live streaming that we will be doing this year on Podbean. Now, for today's show, let's get started. Well, good afternoon, folks. It is a Friday afternoon. Are you keeping track of the time and which day it is and what time of the day? Or are the days and nights just kind of, well, what should we say, running together? You know, if you watch the social media about this time, uh, you can just about see every conceivable situation going on. It's a Friday afternoon. We're still locked down. COVID-19 has changed our lives as we know it right now. You always hear on the TV, we'll get through this together. It's the only thing we've got. You're still alive. You're still listening to me. Yes, we are live here this afternoon on Podbean Live. This is another episode of Beyond Clean with Ace. I am Dave Thompson. I am the president of the, well, Academy of Cleaning Excellence, director of education. I don't know. You know, the thing about it is, is all we talk about every day, all week is cleaning and disinfection and protocols and safety And, you know, I'm not going to break that habit. I can't do anything else. I will talk about those things. But you know what? It's a Friday afternoon, and uh, probably I see we've got one person that's joined here. I think I've seen this uh, name on the screen before. You know, if you're going to join with me, that's great. I would love to have you chat with me so I don't have to just sit here and ramble on. But if I have to, I will. I want to kind of do a little bit of a recap before we kind of get into the afternoon. You know, it's been kind of an interesting week. Um, On Monday, we had uh, Kevin Chow with uh, Triple S Holdings. Triple S, not Holdings, but Triple S. And if you've never uh, associated with Triple S before, they are a group of distributors, Jan Sand distributors around the nation. I believe over 70 now. Uh, probably somebody will, you know, <laughs> come on and tell me that, uh, oh, it's been more than 70 for a long time. I can't keep track of it. Um, he was talking with us about the challenges of distribution. And as we are sponsored and powered by Jim Supply out of Central Florida, another uh, triple s house um, dealing with jan sand supplies i hear the twice a day reports of 
the challenges that distributionists have. Um, and if you think about this, folks, whenever you go to the store, whether it be a Jansan house or your local grocery store or uh, whatever convenience store that you're going to, you know, you don't really think too much about all of those materials that are sitting there, but all of those materials take raw product. And what I heard this week as we got towards the end of the week, and Kevin and I talked about this a little bit on Monday, is there shortages of things like trigger sprayers, you know, trigger sprayers, the things that dispense the liquid out of the bottle of a lot of the chemicals that you use in, in uh, commercial cleaning. Now, if you've been on any of my podcasts or if, if you've been to any one of our classes, you'll know that I don't have a problem with having a trigger sprayer shortage. I don't like trigger sprayers. I don't find that they should be the thing that we use. However, that is something we use. And uh, one of the things I saw yesterday was uh, a public service announcement that came out of how to clean your trigger sprayers to keep them in top of operating performance. You know, interesting, in 45 years that I've been doing this, I have never seen a public service announcement of how to clean a trigger sprayer. It was whenever the trigger sprayer breaks and doesn't work, you throw it away, you buy a new one. And that goes to some of the reason why I say, why are we using something that doesn't work? It always breaks up and everything. You know, folks, I'm going to tell you, I haven't heard in any of the announcements or anything that there was a shortage of the flip top. And if you ever come to my class, which we've got a class going on tomorrow, we will talk about the use of a flip top. I also saw something that came out this week uh, talking about the positives and negatives of electrostatic spraying. And one of the manufacturers of chemical was talking about the fact that electrostatic spraying doesn't put as much product onto the issue, if you will, on the surface as they feel that it might should. And so you, my point here is, is if you use a flip top, you don't have the trigger mechanisms, you don't have all of that. Um, it's a simple two molded, it's actually just two parts molded and snapped together. It, it will last all year long on any uh, bottle that you put it on. Um, you know, I'm not sure why we aren't talking about that. One of the things that we talked about also with one of our guests this week, and I believe it was Ken Horton uh, a couple days ago, and we were talking about technology, and we were talking about the fact that, you know, we're in a time now where in the cleaning industry, we're changing and looking at different technologies. And I'm thinking, why are we so stuck on a trigger sprayer that now we've got to actually have a public service announcement to clean the trigger sprayer. Why don't we just change it and get rid of the trigger sprayer altogether? Is this not the time folks in our, in our industry to wake up and say what we've been doing isn't right. Maybe just maybe there is a different way. And this is one of the things we talk in all of our classes that we have here at the Academy is why are you using what you're using? And I think this is a perfect time here on a Friday afternoon 
to take stock of what you have in your commercial cleaning closet. What is it that you have on your cleaning cart? What is it that you have in inventory that is dead, doesn't work, hasn't worked, taking up space, taking up clutter? I saw a picture on LinkedIn just less than an hour ago, and it showed six mop buckets that originally were yellow. And as you already know what I'm going to say, you've been doing this as well as I have. They were all colors other than yellow. And they were all laying on the floor around this. And the mops that were standing on the wall were as black as the concrete floor in the industrial plant. It is time, folks, for us to wake up and change what we're doing. I know here, you know, the thing about it is, is I have nobody to talk to. So what you get to do is you get to listen to me rant about things because I'm, hey, I'm talking to myself. So that's what I'm going to do. But this is, but folks, think about this. Why is it that what we have been doing, we are not willing to change? And I, I, I know I, I keep going back to, Okay, so if you've got a question, you want to call in, give me a, give me something here on the chat box of about what you want to talk about, and I'll let you come on in and join in. I'd, I'd love to talk with you, but I want to know what we're going to talk about before you come in. So, you know, the whole thing here is why is it that we're talking about the cleaning the trigger sprayer or just doing a little bit of something different than we've been doing rather than just looking at what we're doing and then making a complete change? You know, my point is we have needed this for a long time. It is unfortunate that it takes something like this where I believe, uh, I haven't looked at it in the last hour, we're approaching 17,000 deaths right now uh, worldwide. Okay, so uh, I want to talk about why people are from habits and not just looking what we're Okay, I will. I would love to have you call in. So go ahead and call in and we'll talk about it. Just want to make sure we're talking about the right thing. There you go. Here we, Here are. we are. How you doing? I am doing very well. Now, you know, it says Minister Anthony Walker here. Is, is that hey, I am. That's very correct. Good. You there? I am here and we're listening to you. So let's go ahead. Okay. So I was listening to what you were saying and I was uh and I was like just on another pedestal when you and I heard you speak it and saw it in a different perspective uh, about the mop buckets being in the closet. And uh, when you look down, the mops are hung up and washed out. They was they was laying on the floor just as black as the floor. Right. People right. normally people normally put things back the way they found them not leading by example. If I come over your house and your and all your dishes clean, if I reach up and get a cup and drink me some water, I'm going to wash the cup out and put it back in the cupboard because that's the way I what? Found. Right. Right. So we have to so when people do not enforce what they lead by example, then people will conform it to the way they're used to doing things. 
That's even in today's society, being conformed to the things that we are used to seeing, used to doing or following the trend on what everybody else is doing and not doing what needs to be done. So isn't this a time, Anthony, that we need to be doing something different? I mean, we're all together. Every one of us right now in the world are doing something different right now. Isn't it time to change our habits? You have to change your habits or you become conformed like a robot. A robot is programmed to do a continuous thing unless programmed to do otherwise. Yesterday did not look like today. So why do you look like yesterday today? Absolutely. So if the day change, so if the day change, you should change to, to become better, greater, to emphasize. You know, yesterday you didn't put a cup coaster down. Today you should put one down. Tomorrow you should put a napping up under the cup. You should always want to upgrade your housekeeping, yourself, your attitude, your perspective on life. Not just looking at yourself, but reaching down, pulling up someone else that they could change for the better. And if we only think about ourselves and want what we want for ourselves, then how do you know that you want that you're doing better unless you can see better? I see better by the things I do for people when they become when they become better. That's how I know I'm doing better. Well, we should always strive to be better than we are. We should be striving to change our program. But, you know, the thing about human nature is we're complacent. We're waiting for somebody else to do it. Sometimes you have to wait for someone else to do it to show you how to do it. Because sometimes people are stagnated where they're at because they don't know no farther than where they're at. It, okay, like so, uh, okay. so I'm going to go back to the mop bucket because that's what we're talking about here this afternoon. So I'm thinking, you know, you know my, my point is, is why are we using a dirty, filthy bucket and why aren't we cleaning these tools? And somebody's got to start by cleaning them and doing the right thing, as you said, so that people can follow that example. Examples also, you're right, 100% right. Let me be with you with that. As as a supervisor here or or supervisor there, when I go in, well, you being an owner, say you the owner of this building, you say you open it up and saw these things. So that means I, cause I assume that you was a man of authority. So what I would have done, look here, if the owner, when I his own time for what he's paying somebody else to do. And he changed the mop buckets around because I don't buy my bucket to take it to work with me. I use what they give me. And, but, I, but I, it's my job to clean the mop. When I come in and I see these mops are clean, the mop buckets are marked for designated areas by color code, or they should be the same color. However, however I see this, then I look at this sign and say, the way you found it is the way you should leave it. Then or else there's consequences behind it. Now I've given you a rule. I've changed your method. I've showed you by example. Just like we did with the cup. Coming over your house, drinking some water, washing up, drying it up, putting it back in the cup. I found, I got it like I found it. And that's how some people's mentality is. I'm not going to clean up behind him. Well, you need to clean up behind yourself. A clean up so you can clean, be clean behind yourself. You know, just back to the mop buckets. When you open up that closet, when you shut that closet and I came behind you and opened that closet, is it the way you found it or did I see something different? Did you clean it? Did you straighten it up? Did you wash the mop? Even though it ain't your job, but it distested to you. Like, I don't like this. You might be paying somebody to do that. 
Yeah, my thing here then, as you're as you're talking about this, Anthony, is then when should we say it's somebody's responsibility? When is it the person that's there? They they recognize it's not correct by their um, by what they believe. Should they just take the responsibility, or is that somebody? Where do we start? Take it. Swallow me myself. Even I'm just using this for example. Me myself, when I open it up, it's one or two things are going to happen. Either I'm going to call the person that's supposed to get it right, or I get it right and fire the person that didn't have it right. That's me. Okay. But I would have took an initial. It's just like you married. I'm pretty sure. However, but it's like you walk in and the wife didn't do the dishes last night and she fell asleep. But you woke up before she did. Do you wait till she wake up to wash the dishes, or do you make an initial to go ahead and get them out the way? So let me follow something here because you're bringing up the dishes quite a bit. Because if you've, uh, I don't know if you've listened to any of my podcasts before, but we talk about cleaning and di- and dishes. Um, Whenever you do the dishes, Anthony, and I, it sounds like you've done a few. Am a I lot. am I right there? A lot, a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you know, I, I I do this in class with people all the time because when we're in commercial cleaning, we're trying to make this facility safe so that somebody can use it, especially in this COVID nineteen time. Well, I've got to think through the process of cleaning when you do the dishes. Can you just outline to me how you do, I mean, step-by-step step, how you do dishes? Yes, I can. I can do it real quick for you because it's a routine okay. for me. Okay. First thing I do, I, I empty all the dishes into the trash, cleaning them out, pre-scraping them. Then okay. I stack my dishes in the order as the way I'm going to wash them from the dirtiest, from the lightest to the dirtiest. The, light, the dirtiest is going to be clean last because my dishwater is going to be used if I'm hand washing. So the first thing I'm going to do, I'm going to put my, I'm going to do my dishwater. But see, I don't, I, and then I'm going to do my sanitizer, but rinse it as I go. So the first thing I'm going to do is wash the least dirtiest first, going with the plates, spoons, cups. Once I get all that out the way, now comes the the bowls, the pans, and the pots. And by the time I get that, will be the last thing I wash. And by the time I finish with the pots, the water is too dirty to use for anything else, but there's nothing else to be washed. Then I wash out my sink, clean out my sink, dry everything out, put everything up. Then I go and cut on the TV and say, what well, a job well done for breakfast in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> man, I'll tell you what, you did all that before breakfast? Hey, man, because see, in the morning, I don't have to clean nothing. All I have to do is pull out the eggs and the pan that was washed from last night already be clean for in the morning. Okay, so let me let me ask, if you will, just a little bit, Anthony. When you do the process of washing the dishes, now, you told me you clean from the lightest to the heaviest, which means you did the glassware, the silverware, then the plates, the bowls, and the pans, if I remember what you said. Exactly. Okay. Now, did you change the water at any given time? Did I change the water? No, I did not change the water at any given time because I know how big my household is, and my household ain't big enough for me to have to continue to change the water uh, because I don't have a big household. And I don't did have you add lot. any? Did you add any more soap or detergent to the water as you were going? Uh, I, I, I add bleach to my soapy water. I use Dawn dishwater washing liquid, and I add bleach to that as well. 
Then, uh, then I sanitize my dishes or rinse them. Okay, so then wait a minute. You sanitize or you rinse? Rinse, 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 rinse. How many times did you say rinse? Rinse. I only say rinse, rinse, rinse. I only rinse once. Okay, but here's the thing is, my point in all of my conversations, and I thank you for what uh, telling me what you did. I'm not going to argue about what you used in chemical-wise because that's not quite the appropriate thing, but I'm not going to get into that. Okay. Here's the thing. What you did is a final thing with that, with your process, Anthony, is even though you didn't change the water, what you did is you didn't put the dishes back in the cupboard until you had rinsed them. And here's the issue I have with most people that are cleaning in a facility today. And just think about this in your, your home countertop or, or other surfaces that you're touching it there at home, Anthony. If you use a chemical on the surface, why is it that you don't rinse the surface? Because what you just explained is you would not put the dish back in the cupboard if you didn't rinse it. Of course not. You're not gonna you're not gonna put no soapy dish, you know, because that's gonna dry and bring bacteria and it's gonna bring cross contamination, it's gonna bring you diarrhea because you you you're eating chemical with your food. You're gonna always rinse clean. So why do. is it so why is it that people take the soapy dish rag and wipe the countertop, but they never rinse the countertop? Because they nasty. That's the way they grew up. That's the way they saw their mama do it. And this is a time to change. And this is what I'm talking about this afternoon. So regardless of what, you know, and we're just using what you do at home. And now I want to apply that to our commercial cleaning. When we're talking about, and, and I, I do mean this, when we're talking about saving lives by what we do, we can't afford to do what you just said, be nasty like we did before. We've got to use every protocol in the book. And the one thing I continue to say is that we have to remove the chemistry by rinsing. That's right. You got the rinse. The rinse is the final. Rinse is the final. Or how about this? Drying after rinsing is the final, unless you let the air dry. Now, when you ask me how I do my dishes, now if we got company over, of course, I'm going to throw, I'm going to rinse everything and throw it in the dishwasher. But the question is, 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 is the process of a dishwasher and the chemical you'll use, is that satisfactory sanitation? Do how many people at home actually got stainless steel countertops or stainless steel tables? So that's two different types of cleaning when you're talking commercial and residential. The way you clean at home is impossible to clean it in a restaurant because you got two different types of material you're chopping on, using, serving on. The average household do not have complete stainless steel and non-absorbent materials for commercial use like they do at home, unless you're a millionaire and got that kind of money and have a commercial type kitchen in your house. But Anthony, but, the same thing the same thing exists in both environments. We still need to rinse after we've used chemistry. Whatever the chemistry was, that's right. we should rinse to. the you surface. Got that, you got and, to. You and this to. goes back to what we don't do. Well, then, well, if you don't do it, you need to fire whoever you got going and hire me and let me <laughs> let me bring my crew in. Or you can hire uh, you can hire creative hands who's who does commercial and residential. And we'll come in and sanitize it, Corona free it and, and bless the house while we doing it. Any other thoughts, Anthony? I, I appreciate you calling in. This is interesting. 
Hey, yeah, I want to ask you what kind of what kind of work do you do? You sound like a person who owns some stuff. You act like you sound like a person who has a lot of experience. Maybe a person that's looking for a person myself to do the rinsing. I actually am the director of the Academy of Cleaning Excellence. We provide professional development education for the cleaning industry. I've been in the industry over 45 years. And tomorrow I have a seven-hour uh, remote learning class on infection prevention where I certify mm -hmm. organizations to do what they should be doing. And you know what? I'm going to tell you a crash. I'm going to give you this. Maybe you'll take it in consideration. You want to show them one day whenever everything open up, go to a homeless shelter mm -hmm, and go in the kitchen there. And then when you can reinvent stationary, proper sanitation to the staff in such places as that, that the people they're caretaking for can be 100% well without walking around with diarrhea because they didn't rinse the dishes, then you'll make a big difference. We actually do work with a couple of homeless shelters here in Central Florida. Um, oh, one of them uh, regularly sends students to my classes, and we're very happy to be working with them. I, uh, I used to run an institute called the Green Clean Institute, and mm -hmm. we dealt with uh, Goodwill, uh, we, um, Hope Network, and a number of different ones. That's where I built some of my courses and certification programs for um, not just homeless shelters, but a lot, a lot of workforce. Hospitals and different facilities like that, commercial-grade facilities. That's a beautiful thing. If you ever have a job opening, hey, my name is Anthony Walker, South Carolina, and I listen to you regularly. I just follow you, and uh, I'm looking for a place to grow in. Like I said, I'm a minister, and in the physical cleaning business in these time and days is actually teaching people how to look at things a little different. Sometimes it takes things like this to make people start become a little bit cleaner about themselves. Now, you know, Anthony, have to do I, I had on my notes here, some things and I, you know, I, I kind of started this afternoon by saying, you know, I feel for people that are, that don't have a job today. Mm -hmm. I feel for people that are challenged with where they're going to get their next meal and stuff. But for us in the mm -hmm. cleaning industry, I feel for us in the fact that we're out there protecting lives by what we do. And mm -hmm. we're working, I don't know about you, but uh, many of the people I know, I've been working with, with and talking with on the podcast this week, we're working 10 to 14 hours a day, seven days a week, nonstop. Um you hate to say that this is a boom for us, but, you know, uh, it is a boom for the cleaning industry. Amen. It's amen. It's, and it is. It is. And that's something, you know, like I said, I don't know if you can see how much experience I have in such, but you have more experience. But anybody is always willing to learn to, to get more to have more. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, you know, we we regularly have classes and uh, they're usually, you know, in the area of four to eight people a class. The class that we did last week on a remote was 53. 
We've already got uh, over 35 signed up for tomorrow. We have a class on the 22nd. We're over 30 for that class. Some of this is because people are at home like you uh, with nothing to do. They're learning. But I think the learning is going to increase. Would you agree with that or not? I agree with that. I agree with that. Listen, um, let me call. If I, I need to finish, I need to talk to my lady before she go to work. But if you're still on in the next 15, 20, 30 minutes or whatnot, if I still see you on, I'll tune back in with you. Anthony, I appreciate you calling in. Stay safe out there and uh, have a great weekend. I will. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Folks, that's how you do it. Whenever you've got something you want to talk about, I thank Anthony for uh, listening to us, um, you know, and uh, following us uh, as he has been. I appreciate that. And Anthony had some very good points. You know, the, the thing, folks, is this is why we do Podbean Live, because the, the cleaning industry, by and large, doesn't talk. And there's a lot that we have to say. And we, at this kind of a time, we are here to help each other. We are not here to say somebody's better than another. Now, that doesn't mean we're always going to see things the same way. Now, Anthony and I this afternoon, hey, you know what? We saw things pretty much the same way. Now, I will have to say live on the air here, and it's not because Anthony's gone. Uh, he'll probably listen to this when he's recording by what I'm thinking is that folks, what you never ever do in the commercial cleaning industry is you never add two chemicals together. Never. Uh, this is a, a, a very uh, big point, especially in this time where people are trying to do all kinds of things. And, and where he said that he mixed Dawn with bleach, I would never ever recommend that. Um, now, what you do in your own home and the privacy of your home is up to you. I'm going to tell you, I would say don't do it at home either. But there's all kinds of things you need to understand. And some of the things that we will go over in our classes tomorrow and on the 22nd and most all of our cl classes <clears throat> is we talk about the pH of chemicals. And if you don't understand the acid and alkalinity of chemicals, you don't recognize what you're dealing with. The other thing is, is um, chemicals react with each other. And, you know, I ha I've had a, I had a gentleman earlier say, you know what, uh, I've been doing this for a long time and I've never had a reaction. You know what, you can speed through a stoplight 20 or 30 times and never get hit. But it only takes one time to get hit to kill you. And for somebody who's been in the industry as long as I have, and I've seen some things. I have actually witnessed a person that mixed uh, bleach with toilet bowl cleaner. Now, it wasn't intentional. It was by accident. Just like last year, you may have uh, remembered a uh, manager of a Buffalo Wild Wings died because of an accidental a mixture of a chlorine substance and an acid substance that was being used in the kitchen to clean. And he left a, a brand new daughter and a um, new wife that are now dealing without him simply because two chemicals were accidentally mixed together. So 
one of the things that we teach in all of our classes is whenever you're in the commercial cleaning industry, you have to be very, very careful. And as Anthony said, if you're an owner, you're in a manager or a supervisor position, you now are responsible for what other people do. Uh, and you're responsible for their health and you're liable for this. Folks, we've been uh, kind of chatting here for about 30 minutes. I want to let you know that we are sponsored and powered by Gym Supply out of Central Florida. They have been improving lives with cleaning supplies since 1930. Very happy to be associated with them. What it does for us, and people say, oh, that means your classes are simply all about a product. Uh, they're all about selling their machines. No, our classes are product agnostic, but being part of a distributorship does give us the ability to, well, <laughs> we, we can get just about anything that we want. So when it comes to being able to demonstrate to you the latest uh, tools, the latest equipment, latest supplies, we can certainly show you all of those things. And what you'll find in our classes is we focus more on the items that protect the health of the frontline worker. The frontline worker is our major goal. The other thing is, is that it will also give you insight into what new practices. We want to be more on the positive and proactive side of things. We don't like to be talking about conventional things as uh, Anthony and we're just talking about the dirty old mop buckets that we see. You know, I posted on that picture uh, on LinkedIn today. I said, you know, the thing is, is we probably will go back to doing things the way we've been doing them as long as we continue to make those old habits accessible. And to Anthony's point just a few minutes ago is if you now go back into that closet and that same dirty mop bucket is sitting there, that same dirty mop is sitting there, what's changed? You may recognize it, but who's going to take the first step? We have what we call a rock star custodian program. I want to talk to you a little bit about that this afternoon. We talked about it yesterday. The Rockstar Custodian Program is recognizing those individuals in our operations who have stepped up and done more than just, well, as we were just saying, do what we've always been doing. The people that you know in your, in your organization that move uh, above and beyond, because now is the time where we need to recognize these people the Rockstar program is designed to recognize those people. But what we've done is we've taken the word custodian, we've broke it down and yet given each letter a, uh, well, an attribute, if you will. We identify nine personality traits by using the word custodian. And what we're gonna do on April the 15th at one o'clock in the afternoon here on Podbean Live, and also on Zoom, we're going to have a one and a half hour keynote presentation of the Rockstar Custodian Program free of charge. It's normally $149 for the one and a half hour session, but you're gonna get it free here. Now, if you want to come on Zoom, it's free for the first 100 people that register. Starting, well, it started last night. People are already registering. So get in on that. We'll put the, in the show notes here today, we'll put the link in there for you to be able to go and register for that free. 
you'll be able to uh, engage with us and learn how to uh, inspire and empower and engage those frontline individuals that are going above and beyond. Those ones that are actually seeing these things and taking the time to make the changes. I talked with Sean DeVore from Mannington Mills uh, earlier this week. He's a regular contributor here on the podcast. And one of the things that Sean and I was talking about to a personal point was his wife is a nurse. And I asked him, we were talking about the challenges of having a person that's on the front lines, saving lives in a healthcare facility. What does he think whenever he comes home? Now he's a, he can work from home. So he takes care of the laundry and takes care of the house. So when she comes home, because she's dealing with all of these issues, what has changed in their environment? And he was telling me that, you know, they now, when she comes to, to the house, she takes all of her clothes off at the laundry and puts them in the laundry and has another change of clothes that he's got there for her to, to get into after she's taken a shower so that she doesn't have to go get those clothes. And this is how they've had a change in, in their personal life. And I ask him, will this be something you'll think about going forward? And will this always be a new habit? Now, we're always thinking about COVID-19 right now, but what are the other pathogens that are potentially transferred back and forth? And it was during this conversation on the podcast that Sean came to the realization that, you know what, maybe what we need to be doing is we need to be thinking about those, those shoes and having a different pair of shoes. So she's not bringing that into her vehicle and, and through. I had a personal conversation this week with my brother, and we talked about this on the podcast this week about, you know, whenever you're using your gloves and you're out there going shopping and, and, and doing your thing in the limited ways that we are doing it these days, but we're still doing it. Do you think about what you actually touched and what's on those gloves? You know, in the commercial cleaning industry, I think about it all the time. What are we touching? Uh, what's on those gloves. And in our class tomorrow and on the 22nd, we are going to be talking about the contaminants on your gloves and what is considered the right way to don and doff your PPE so that you can protect your own health and other people um, in your environment. I thought it was interesting. My wife was at the grocery store the other day doing our shopping uh, please understand we have to do it uh, more than once a week. We live in a 38-foot motor coach. We have very limited shelf and a very small refrigerator. So uh, we go and get a few supplies, and this is just you know the nature of what we have to do. Anyway, she said, I've listened to you for 20-some years now, and she says, I'm recognizing everything so much more than I did when I'm just out. And I said, so what did you see? She said, you know, here was this person wiping down the carts and they used the same rag to wipe down 15 or so carts handles. And they went back with the rag to the bucket and dipped it back in to go and do some more. And she said, what I've learned from you is what he's really doing is he's just moving all of the contaminants from the carts into the bucket and then back to the other carts. 
folks, this is the change in the cleaning industry that we have to go through. Just as Anthony was talking about, he was cleaning the dishes in the same pot of water. So if you, if you will, think about this. If that person would have had a bucket of rinse water and was going and rinsing and changing that and was rinsing with fresh rinse solution each one of those handles, then that would have been a complete process. But since all he was doing is putting the same dirty water back on the other carts, it would have been like Anthony washing the dishes in the same soapy water and never rinsing. You wouldn't do that. So folks, when you're thinking about this and you're, you're going about your day-to-day, -day, whether it be at home or at work, think about the fact that cleaning, proper removal of all contaminants and chemistry is going to be one of your best practices. Now, yes, we're in the commercial cleaning industry. We're going to then sanitize and we're going to then disinfect. And those are steps later. But if we do not clean properly before we start to use the sanitizer or disinfectant as it may be, or the bacterial uh, barrier cleaner that you're going to use, the thing here is we've got to do those first steps right. And every time I see this nasty, filthy, slimy, dirty mop bucket with that mop, it's just indicative of what I'm going to also find when I go to look at the rags that they're using to wipe off the countertops, the door handles, and other things. Folks, I can go into some of these places where I find those items, and I can also then find a toilet bowl mop and I can find that they're actually wiping down the sink. They're actually putting their cleaner on the sink with the toilet bowl mop. Folks, I guarantee you over 45 plus years, I've seen just about everything. It is time for these things to stop. We can't do this anymore. I know I'm kind of preaching here a little bit, but I'm not a minister like Anthony this afternoon, but I've been accused of preaching, and it is. I am very passionate about this. Folks, we are the frontline first responders that have the potential to save lives because they haven't been infected yet. They haven't contracted a disease. They haven't had to have a respirator. They haven't been on that tally of deaths. Our job in the commercial cleaning industry is to protect lives. And the first lives that we're concerned with here at the Academy of Cleaning Excellence is the technician. That is who we're about first. If I can help you as a frontline technician save your life, then you are better equipped to help save the lives of everybody that uses that facility. You know what? I've been talking for a while. I am going to actually show you. I will put the show notes in, in there um, this afternoon of where you can get um, hook up to our programs, which would be the class tomorrow, probably a little, it's not too late. You got until midnight tonight. Uh, we're also going to give you the notes for uh, the, the access to the class on the 22nd. And we're also going to give you the one for the Rockstar program on April 15th. Yes, I know I said April 15th. April 15th doesn't mean the same thing as it used to. It's a good day. Put it on there because we're here to motivate you about some good and positive things. 
come and join us. That's free for the first 100 registrants. I appreciate your time. We had a great time talking with all of our hosts, our guests this week. Uh, Ken and I had a really good time a couple of days ago. Uh, thank you, Ken Horton, for your insight in what's going on on the front line. Ken actually works a lot of, with a lot of different people. Uh, he's actually sending some people to the class tomorrow. We appreciate that. And you know what? I also want to say thank you to Mr. Uh, Minister Anthony Walker this afternoon, who joined us live on the air. That is why we are live on Podbean Live every afternoon. Never know who might join in and have something to say. Every single day that we end our podcast, we have three words. Before we talk with you again, make sure that whatever you do is healthy, positive, and proactive. Have a good evening, stay safe, and we'll be back at one o'clock tomorrow afternoon right here on Podbean Live.